Good morning, everyone. It's lovely to join you in your homes today. And um, today we're having uh, a conversation um, style with me. Uh, Sam and Brian's here as, as well. And we've done something like this before and we're giving it a go again. And I'm excited because, Brian, you've, you've chosen uh, John's Gospel to start off this year. Why, why have you done that? Yeah. Oh. I'm glad you asked that question, just as we prepared earlier. <laughs> so, yeah, John's Gospel. I mean, I love John's Gospel because um, it, it talks about the Christmas message. Um, and although it is used at Christmas time, we, 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 we focus more on the nativity. Mm. And for me, the nativity scene, the, the nativity story has become very romantic and almost like a smokescreen to the to the point of the story. The story um, for most people, um, some believers and, and particularly those that don't necessarily believe or, or actively believe um, in, their, in, in, in the Lord Jesus Christ as the saviour of the world, they love this baby story. It, everybody loves a baby story. Yeah. When you hear of somebody having a new baby born into the family, everybody's like, oh, this is wonderful. And to some degree, the Christmas story has become, for me, in the world like that and I thought what better way to start this new year than with a gospel mm. the gospel is surely what we as followers of Jesus Christ um, are about the gospel of Jesus who is the light of the world the word made flesh the, the, the saviour of the world the one who has come to save the world from its sins and that is not a pleasant baby story because it ends mm in a physical human sense, with Jesus being crucified. Um, and interestingly, John does not mention the birth really at all. In fact, if you look through the whole New Testament, apart from Matthew and Luke, you're gonna find it really hard to find out anybody else mentioning the birth. Mm. Paul, at a stretch, does it in Galatians chapter four, verses uh, four and five. And he, and he could argue that he does it in Romans 1, 1 to 4. But otherwise, the birth of Jesus is not mentioned in the New Testament, which is really interesting. Mm. So I think, where, where, should, where do we start? I think we should start with the first reading of John's Gospel, chapter 1, mm. verses 1 to 18. So should we hear that and then we can have a conversation from there, yeah? Yeah, let's have a listen. Listen, oh, and what, before, before we have the reading, I want you to work out what are the most single words, what, is, what, is what are the words that have most said? Listen to the words that stick out to you um, and count them. How many times these particular words, I'll, I'll give you, I'll help you out. Listen to the word light and word and count how many times uh, the Gospel of John says that. Let's have that reading. Before the world began, there was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were made through him. Nothing was made without him. In him there was life. That life was light for the people of the world. The lightness shined in the darkness, and the darkness has not overpowered the light. There was a man named John who was sent by God. He came to tell people about the light. Through him, all people could hear about the light and believe. John was not the light, but he came to tell people about the light. The true light was coming into the world. The true light gives light to all. The word was in the world, 
The world was made through him, but the world did not know him. He came to the world that was his own, but his own people did not accept him, but some people did accept him. They believed in him. To them he gave the right to become children of God. They did not become his children in the human way. They were not born because of the desire of wish of some man. They were born of God. The word became a man and lived among us. We saw his glory, the glory that belonged to the only son of the father. The word was full of, full of grace and truth. John told about him. He said, this is the one I was talking about, I said. The one who comes after me is greater than I am. He was living before me. The word was full of grace and truth. From him we all received more and more blessings. The law was given through Moses, but grace and grace and truth get, came through Jesus Christ. No man has ever seen God, but God, the only Son, is very close to the Father, and the Son has shown us what God is like. So that reading is it's an interesting one. It's, the start of it is a powerful one. Um, it's probably one of those well-known sections of um, one of the Gospels. Um, but as you mentioned before, there's not much mention of Christmas in John's Gospel. And um, we talked a little bit about it before we heard the reading. But why? Why has John just jumped straight in into this? Well... Most Christians will know that each gospel is written to a specific audience. Now, one of the things I found really interesting on John's gospel was um, the way he uses the language. It's, scholars say it's a poem. Okay, so the first 18 verses or so is a poem. So he uses the word logos, uh, or, um, which would have been a word that was familiar to the um, Greek philosophers as well as the people of Israel. Mm. So, so he's, he's clearly, from, from what I can work out, is aiming to speak to everyone. He's trying to get everyone's attention. And he, he uses um, Greek philosophy um, as well as um, Jewish um, Old Testament readings like Isaiah, mm. um, Isaiah 40. And he knows that everyone, whether you're a, a Greek philosopher or whether you are or, or into Greek philosophy or whether you're a, a person, a, a Jewish person, is wanting to know the origins. So, again, this speaks of Genesis chapter one in the beginning. And, and John's sort of saying, this is how it all began. And he doesn't start off with a, a miracle birth. He starts off with the word made flesh, God came to us in the flesh, in person, fully human, just like you and me. This is not about a baby. This is not about a, a wonderful romantic story. This is hardcore. Um, it's going to be tough. Two worlds colliding. And he doesn't want anybody to be um, um, fooled or, or, or have their vision clouded. He wants them to be crystal, um, made crystal clear that um, these worlds are going to clash. Uh, and when the Son of Man comes, who is, is the Messiah, um, if you like, the, the poo's going to hit the fan, okay? And, and, and people are going to either accept him or reject him. This is a message of, this is about Jesus. Mm. This is about Jesus, the, the, the man of God, the Son of God, who is going to take the sins of the world away. And he's, he's, he's doing a baptism of repentance. 
He's saying, repent, we'll come back to that. But this is, this is no fluff story. This is no cotton wool story. This is, there's no baby, there's no manger, there's no nativity characters, there's no fluff whatsoever. Jesus is God with us. Here he is, right here, right now. And what are you going to do about it? Mm. Now you know that he's here. And they were asking him, who are you? Are you, are you the one? Are you the one? And he says, no, I'm not the one. He pushes the focus off of himself. Mm. We live in a world, don't we, where people put a lot of focus on self. Yeah. And what does that do to our society? What does that do to our own well-being? You know, mental health is on, um, is on the increase. Um, people feeling lonely, even in large families, is on the increase. You know, um, we're, you know we're, we're, as record, at the time of recording this, we've hit the highest figures in the cases of this pandemic. Yeah. And they're talking about whether schools should remain closed for another couple of weeks, maybe even a month. Um, we don't know at this stage. Maybe by the 3rd of January when this is, when this is aired, we may know more. But the reality is there's a pandemic and people don't know what to do for the best. And people are feeling anxious and scared and worried and confused. Mm. And they don't know where to turn. And in a sense, this message that, that John is giving us through chapter one is put your focus on the saviour of the world. All, all what's going on, where is your focus? What are you looking at? What are you missing? Mm. In a sense, this, we're living in a time when it's not a nice story. So again, 2000 years ago, this is not a nice story, but it's a story that will set us free. It's, mm. it's, it's a message from a, um, a messenger. Um, and this messenger, John, is trying to help people. No, don't look at the messenger. Look mm. at the message. Don't look at the messenger, look at the message. The message Jesus was about was truth, truth of this world, truth of God's world, and truth for salvation. You know, the truth of this world is, is an ugly story. Mm. And John is trying to tell us that the, the world God is revealing to us through Jesus Christ is the world that we should be focusing on. So, I felt to start off with this story, the gospel is the good news. The good news is that we can find a way through any pandemic, any darkness, any hopelessness. Yeah, there's good news in the mess. Yes, absolutely. There is absolutely good news in the mess. And, um, and John doesn't want to cloud us with a romantic story. He wants to, um, he wants to reveal to us a powerful, life-transforming for human wholeness and fruitfulness. Because in the mess, we need something solid, something rooted, something that is eternal, something that is life-giving, something that pulls us away from looking at things in a negative way. He wants to bring us into something that is going to enlighten our lives. Should we, should, we, should we go on to the next passage? Mm. Unless, yeah, I think we go on to the next passage. Um, I think we're going to have the reading again um, from um, one, one John, uh, John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 19 to 28. The Jews in Jerusalem sent some priests and Levites to John. The Jews sent them to ask, Who are you? 
John spoke freely and did not refuse to answer. He said clearly, I am not the Christ. So they asked him, Then who are you? Are you Elijah? He answered, No, I am not Elijah. Then they asked, Are you the prophet? He answered, No, I am not the prophet. Then they said, Who are you? Give us an answer to tell, to tell those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John, tell, John told them in the words of the prophet Isaiah. I am the voice of a man calling out in the desert, make the road straight for the Lord. In the group of Jews who were sent, there were some Pharisees. They said to John, you say you are not the Christ. You say you are not Elijah or the prophet. Then why do you baptize people? John answered, I baptize people with water. But there is one here with you that you don't know. He is the one who comes after me. I am not good enough to untie the strings of his sandals. This all happened at Bethany on the other side of the Jordan River. This is where John was baptizing people. So that passage is, is really interesting. Um, the, these people are, are coming to John and they're, they're questioning um, him, asking him who, who he is and or in a sense questioning what they think, like they believe, and um, why do you think this? Well, it, you're right, it is interesting because in this section, they, um, <laughs> the Jewish officials send their sort of um, um, you know, general dog's bodies, the gophers, to go and find out who this John is. It, see if he's Elijah, the one that's been spoken about by the prophets, is going to come again. So they, they can't even be bothered. The religious leaders can't even be bothered to go and see what all this notion is going about. He's baptizing people by the hundreds, if not thousands, right? And he's baptizing them in a baptism of repentance in water. And, um, and, and, and he's drawing a crowd. And he's, and he's, he's, he's quoting Isaiah that, um, you know, uh, about the coming Messiah. And now they've been waiting for this moment for a long time, hundreds of years. And, and, and so they've been waiting for the um, Messiah to come and deal with the problems in the world. And in a sense, we're like that, aren't we? We, we want God! Do something! Just stop this pandemic! Stop all this killing! Stop the cancer! Stop all the suffering! Stop, stop it all, Lord! Just, you know, our prayers are like that. We cry out, Father God, just end this. Well, to end it is is allowing it to, what we're saying is, we want revelations to come. We want it to get worse before it gets better. Well, then, if, if you're into that, then then yes, it's going to get worse before it gets better. The world's in a mess, as you were yeah. saying earlier. It's in an absolute mess. And to sort a mess out, often it gets worse before it gets better because the mess fights back. Yeah. There's a foolishness. So these religious leaders send out their, their, their henchmen or their gophers or their, their sort of disciples. You can't find out what's going on. And, uh, and, and, they, and they say to John, you've got to tell us who you are then because we've got to take something back to the religious leaders. Now, if you heard in Peterborough that um, there was some people coming to salvation by the thousands, would you send your mum down? Mum, go and see what they're doing in Peterborough. Or would you go, I'm going to have to check this out. I'd, I'd want to check that out myself. <laughs> pandemic or no pandemic. Yeah, I'd be like, what's going on here? <laughs> Absolutely. I want to be a part of that. Mm. See, it's a bit like, th th this message is a bit like jammy donuts. 
Jammy donuts. Jammy donuts. Now, um, I love jammy donuts. I don't know if you can tell, right? <laughs> I love jammy donuts. What do I love about jammy, jammy donuts? It's the center. It's the jam in the middle. And now, when I was a child, I used to eat jammy. I wish I had a jammy donut. I was going to get some jammy donuts actually to demonstrate it, but it might be a bit messy. And I, and I used to eat around the jam because the jam was the bit that I really loved. Now, this message is a bit like that. You, you, to get to the center, you've got to eat around the edges, eat around the stuff. You've got to, you've got to chunk through, chew through the stuff to get to the center. Mm. And here, John is trying to say, look, you're looking in the wrong place. You're chewing on the wrong stuff. I am not the one you're looking for. The one you're looking for is coming. Whose sandals I am not worthy to tie up. Okay, and so people are always looking in the wrong place. I remember for the first 28 years of my life, I looked in the wrong place for um, satisfaction, wholeness, freedom, truth. I looked in the wrong place until I allowed my spiritual eyes to be opened. And then I started to taste the jam mm. in the jammy donut. Mm. Because the world, in many ways, is an attractive place. You know, and, and, and no wonder people find it hard to look at the message rather than messengers. Mm. There are many, many messengers, some good, some naff. Mm. But a bit like YouTube, how many young people love watching TikTok and YouTube? Right? I do, right? And I'm not considered young, right? But what is it about them, right? What do they do? They say, hi guys, good to see you guys. Right, I've got a good thing going on for you today. I've got some good things to give away to you today, guys. Just sign up, subscribe to me, give us a shout out, give us a like. And they like pumping it out as if to say it's really exciting. Mm. But often it's a load of old rubbish, yep. right? Yep. It's a load of old tosh because um, they haven't got much to give. Yeah. So the, the messenger sounds great but they don't always want the message that sits behind it unless they can personally gain from it. The message that John is saying that the whole world will gain from this message. Mm -hmm. The whole world needs this message. Mm -hmm. But because you have to enter into the world God is offering against the world that seems attractive, there's a clash. And so therefore people find it too hard because the obedience of following Christ is saying, it's not this world I need, it's the world that God is offering mm. I, is what I need. But it feels too costly. Why is that? For me, as I read this passage in John's Gospel, is about repentance. Mm. People don't like to admit that they have not been right before God. And for some unknown reason, they push against it. I, for 28 years, I pushed against this because I didn't believe I was wrong. What I really was saying is, I'm not as bad as the other person. So I was trying to justify my wrong against somebody else that had done greater wrong. Now, it's, it's not that... God is saying, right, you've been a bad boy and you've been a bad girl and you've been a good boy and you've been a good girl. It's not. It's, it's God saying, look, you're looking at a life with me on the basis of being obedient to a legal religion. He's not. He's saying, I'm only asking you to be obedient 
to me in relationship to a person, to Jesus. Be obedient to Jesus and your life will be so much more wholesome, Mm. so much more worthy, so much more valuable. You'll see the value in having an obedience in a person called Jesus Christ. And he's not trying to spoil our fun or say that this world is completely rubbish. He's saying, be careful what you give yourself to. So where does that leave us, I guess? Well, let's move on to the next passage, the final part of our journey for this morning. Mm -hmm. Um, John's Gospel, um, chapter 1, verse 29 to 34. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him. John said, look, the Lamb of God, he takes away the sins of the world. This is the one I was talking about, I said. A man will come after me, but he is greater than I am, because he was not living before me. Even I did not know who he was, but I came baptizing with water so that people of Israel could know who he is. Then John said, I did not know who the Christ was, but God sent me to baptize with water, and God told me, you will see the Spirit come down and rest on a man. That man is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. John said, I saw the Spirit come down from heaven. The Spirit looked like a dove and rested on him. I have seen this happen, so I tell people, he is the Son of God. Again, we've, we've got some interesting passages here um, to unpack. And I guess the key thing that I noticed is the fact that there hasn't really been much mention or any mention of Jesus's actual baptism. And, um, and looking over the way that, that John's writing uh, over these passages, he, he tries to pull you away from the actual events. Like we mentioned Christmas um, isn't, Jesus's birth isn't really really looked at. And it's interesting how um, he's, pulling, he's pulling the reader away from these actual events, just listing off the history and, and what's happened, and more about the actual focus. It's, he's pulling, pulling you into the gospel message, into, into, the, into that, which I find really yeah. interesting. It is, isn't it? When, when I first read this and, and it was revealed to me, it doesn't even mention the Last Supper. Mm. You know, so you're right. Um, what is John getting at? He doesn't mention um, the characters in the Bible story of the nativity scene. He doesn't mention that Jesus, he, he baptizes Jesus. Um, he doesn't mention the Last Supper, but he does add other things in there, doesn't he? He talks mm. about the Spirit descending upon him. Yeah. He talks about the washing of feet. So the servant must become, uh, the master must become a servant and, and so on and so forth. And in fact, in, in chapter, is it chapter 15, I think it is, he talks, it, it's the only gospel that says Jesus is our friend. Mm. So there's, there's definitely a specific angle that John is getting on onto. Um, and a lot of scholars would say it's, he focuses more on a spiritual dimension. Yeah. It's about a living relationship with the unseen God revealed in the person of Jesus who died and ascended into heaven and has released his Holy Spirit to be in and among us. So he's talking about 
a, a relationship that is out of this world, literally out of this world. Um, I often talk about, I said on Christmas Day about, can you remember the first time you fell in love? I don't know if you've ever fallen in love, um, Sam. I don't know if that's a too embarrassing question to ask. <laughs> I um, have. You I have? have at one time, yeah. Yeah. And, and how long did it last? It, it, it last, lasted a while, it did. And, and like when you fall in love, you, you fall head over for heels for them, don't you? You feel out of this world, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you, you do. I, I remember when I, when I met June and I'd be on my milk float, because I was a milkman in my former life, and um, I'd be driving my milk float singing um, one of the Beatles songs, Hey Jude, but I replaced Hey Jude with Hey June. <laughs> <laughs> and I would be um, singing badly as I'm going along, just as what it was like two o'clock in the morning, nobody else could hear me. Um, um, because um, apparently I can't sing. Um, I just say that people just haven't been blessed with good hearing. But anyway, <laughs> we won't get into that. So, so when you fall in love, um, you, you have this sense of connection and you want, to, you want to invest in that connection. You want to get closer. You want to get intimate. And this is what John is driving at. God wants an intimate relationship with you. And God wants to reveal himself and all that he is and all that he can see in this world to us. A lot of it isn't a pretty sight. And, and, and you know, this, God's intention, that's why John says, in the beginning was the word. In the beginning, this is not how God intended it to be. Today is not God's plan. Today is not God's intention. God's plan is that all of this will be dealt with and that the new heaven and the new earth will be birthed. And in a sense, this, the John's prologue then is the opening of the bigger plan of God, the bigger deal. You know, look, don't look at the events, the times and the baby and the smokescreen and the fluff. Look at the main point, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the word, I, the Lord God of the heavens and the earth, the cosmic God, the one that the philosophers are trying to work through, the ones that the scientists are trying to work through, the ones that all the religious theologians are trying to work through. I am he who showed himself vulnerable, um, filled with humility. Um, Philippians 2 tells that story, doesn't it? That he gave himself up to have equality with us. Mm. What God in all religions has, have you ever read a story in a religion where God made himself equal to humanity? Now this is a crazy story. Why would God do that? I believe God did it because he, he's saying, I want a living relationship yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. And, and for you and me and people like you and me who, who may have resisted it for some years and then now open ourselves up to the mystery of this because it is a mystery isn't it because this is not something that the world can conjure up and can can reveal and explain to us it's something that has to be spiritually encountered mm -hmm. and john is saying um you need to be when we touch on that in a few weeks time the being born again chapter three but um jesus wants to come and live with us yeah. god wants to be right here right now with us and he is yeah. for those that have allowed themselves to be spirit, spiritually awakened mm -hmm. accept that and seek to live like that yeah yeah i i, I totally agree i i don't think 
God would come down onto earth and uh, walk amongst us and live that life if he didn't want that, if he didn't want to be in relationship with us. And, and I, I, he wanted to show us that he knows what it's like. Yeah. He knows what a pandemic's like. He knows what darkness is like. He knows what suffering is like. He knows what loneliness is like. He himself on the cross, yeah. alone, rejected by his nearest and dearest, mm-hmm. had to su- suffer the cross alone, which we'll come back to another stage. But today, how do you yeah i'll ask you sam because i'm going to ask everyone else how do you want to start this year maybe the first question because we're on jan we're on december the 29th how do you want to end this year you've got two more three more days two days left to end this year how do you want to start the new year two questions sam how do i want to start the new year well i guess you want to start the new year with god don't you you want to start the new year with him and in a way, you want to, sometimes you might feel like you want to start afresh. You, you, sometimes you, you sit here and you think, God, you've, you've done all this. You've, this. This story is messy. This, this, you sent your son to walk amongst us and to, to be in relationship with us. And sometimes you sit and you're like, oh, I don't deserve this. Um, and so you're like, God, I want to start anew. And, but also, g- going back to um, when, when all, all these guys were turning to John and were like um, asking him who, who he was, I kind of want to be like John because that kind of reflects yeah. his, his faith in, in, and his trust in God. And he, he knew his scriptures and he had a chance there. He was becoming popular. He had a yeah. chance there to be like, well, maybe I am him, you know. But yeah. no, he's like, he's pointing people to God. He's helping people um, bridge that gap, that relationship. Um, and, and so I want to start off my year yeah. like John. Amen. I want to be like John Good. in the new year yeah. and, and to help, uh, not only help others, but help myself yeah. in bridging that gap and, and growing deeper with God. Amen. Yeah. And it's John decreases as Christ increased. Mm. And I think, how do we decrease and allow the message to increase. You know, what does it, what does it mean for us as a messenger to, to, you know, we want to pass on the message of Jesus Christ. I, I, I passionately love sharing about Jesus. And, and, but more importantly, I love it when people get the message. You know, it's one thing sharing the message, but it's greater when people get the message for themselves yeah. and they grow because when they get the message for themselves, it's like the spirit being birthed in them because then their, their hunger just grows and they feed on the manna from heaven, the, the bread, the, the, the food from heaven. And in a sense, the messenger's work re- reduces. Mm. And in that, we've done a good job. Yeah. So yeah, I think John's message for me to you guys, to us all, to me included, is... We are messengers. Mm. We are messengers of the most crucial news to the whole world, the most powerful, life-transforming news that will help people through a pandemic, an epidemic, a war, uh, whatever. God will show people away because he will feed us the wisdom and the provision that comes from heaven. And as we live out that truth and that gospel uh, and, and, and live out the love, the powerful love of Jesus, then our job easily decreases and the power of God 
rises up in the individuals and we move on. Mm. You know, we move on and we spread that news. So, yeah, it's so dangerous, isn't it? It's so risky to say, oh, this year's been a wipeout. But has it really been a wipeout? In many ways it has. But actually, you've got a chance to start this new year in a way that you want it to be. Do you want Jesus to be the centre so that you can discover more of the life-transforming wholeness, healing and freedom that God offers. God has the way forward for each and every person that wants to be obedient to the person of Jesus. And by being obedient to the person of Jesus, he shows us how that we can live the world that he is revealing to us in a world that feels like it's completely falling apart. Mm. God's world never falls apart. This world may fall apart and it may fall apart even more so yet, but God's world will never fall apart. This world may be decreasing, but God's world is increasing all the time. I'm gonna give us all a few moments just to pause, reflect, receive a bit of prayer and ministry we're going to um, listen to some prayers in a short while and then we're going to finish off with um, some more worship. Sam, really appreciate uh, spending time with you today. Thank you. Um, love the questions. And yeah, let's see what God's got in store this year. Amen. Amen. Let us just take some time to respond to God's word, to the worship that we've received. Thank you, everybody, for putting this service together. But... Let me just lead us into a psalm prayer. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, however you're finding yourself, maybe you feel it is time to recommit yourself. It's always good to recommit yourself to the Lord. Maybe this is your first time to commit yourself to the Lord. I'm going to lead us through Psalm 51. And after this, feel free to pick up your Bible or go online and read through Psalm 51. <clears throat> but if you want to commit yourself to the Lord, then may this Psalm be your guidance. So I, I invite you just to pause where you are, close your eyes and hear these words. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in the inward being. Therefore, teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Father God, each of us 
do not deserve the life that we have. But yet, Lord, you have seen it fit that we have this life. Lord, whether we believe in you, trust in you, or whether we feel we have fouled you, deserted you, sinned against you, sinned against ourselves or others. Father, help us to recognize and remember and accept that you forgive and it's your word that counts. Father, no one can do to us and for us what you have already done and are willing to do. So Lord, as we together, as your people, as those watching, tuned in today, listen to your words from your psalmist, from your gospel writer, from the worship, from the conversation taken today, from the message that we've heard. Lord, help us all receive your word and let it penetrate so deep in us that it sets us free from being weighted by the disasters and the pandemics of this world. Help us to rise above it all and know that you have great plans for all those that turn to you. So Lord, today, I turn to you again. And I pray those among us who have never turned to you, turn to you right now and accept that Jesus Christ is the hope of the world, the hope of all nations. Father, we give you thanks. Lord, I thank you for everybody this morning. I thank you for everybody starting this year with a a hopeful heart and and a positive attitude. I thank you, Lord, that you are able to lift all people up. Father, lift up those that are feeling down. May your spirit enlighten them. Father God, forgive us for all our errors. Father, we thank you for the offering given to this church, for all the monies given into this church, for all the hands that um, uh, make things work in this church, for the staff, for the volunteers. Lord, help us to recommit ourselves to you, to ourselves and to each other as we begin this new year to let your glory come and not be held back by any of the world's pressures or disasters. For we have overcome all of those. This I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, that brings us to a final conclusion. And we are about to say goodbye to you. But I'll leave June to say goodbye. And then we'll finish off in the Lord's Prayer together. Right. Well, thank you for all joining us today. And um, may you have a blessed new year. And please join us in the chat that is coming up next on Zoom. So let us together close with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. God bless you guys. See you soon. Looking forward to catching up with you as and when, whether it's digital or physical or not, we will meet again. God bless.